And I, I want to look at this. The first thing I want to look at is they had a reputation in the Word of God. Now, we know these people. It says these were more noble than those in Thessalonica. We know the Berean people. You've probably heard this quoted or referenced or mentioned, but we know them because of their relationship with the Word of God. I mean, if we would go back 2,000 years ago and we were talking, and they'd say, you say, well, what's that town like? Oh, man, they love the Bible there. You know, the church of Berea, they love the Word of God. That's what they would know. And you know, you've been to places, and they, they'll say, well, man, they got the best choir around, or, man, they like to preach the Word of God there, or they're a shouting church or something. Well, you know what they were, they were known by? They were known for loving the Bible. That's what they're known for. What a good reputation to have, right? Uh, now, the word reputation, it means a good name, a credit, or an honor, or a character which is derived from a favorable public opinion of esteem. It's a, it's a character by report. It's a, what, what you would be known by. Everybody, in a sense, has a reputation. It's kind of like we say, you have a witness. Uh, in a sense, it's a reputation. Now, we don't live to have a reputation among men, although we should desire that. Our desire and motive is to please God. If we do that, we'll have the right kind of name. We'll have the right kind of reputation. But uh, I want you to notice something about what God says here about these people. Now, God, this is the Word of God. It says, these were more noble than those in Thessalonica. Now, that's not a shot at the Thessalonians. Now, I've read it for years, and it kind of sounds like God's saying, well, well, just be glad they weren't like that. What God wasn't doing is He wasn't looking down the street saying, thank God y'all's not that church. That's not what He was doing. This was actually a comment and a compliment that was magnified to a great degree. And I'm going to explain to you why. So they had a reputation of being noble because of their relationship to the Word of God. And what I want you to realize is God sees how we view and receive His Word. And He noted that these people from Berea were exemplary when it came to their approach to the Word of God. I believe that I would, Tom would agree with me and you all would too. I would think as a church here, we would like to be known for a church that loves the Bible. The living of it, the preaching of it, the teaching of it, the reading. I mean, we just want to be about that. Now, that's not our goal. Our goal is to love God. But if we'll love the Bible, we'll have that reputation. Uh, But I want you to notice something. He says that they were more noble. Now, noble is 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 a great word. I mean, it's an honorable thing. And he said... They go beyond that. They were more than, than those. So I want to look back at, at the church at Thessalonica, of what we know about them and how they received the Word of God. And you'll see that what God's saying here is uh, God is giving them a great compliment. I mean, this was a well done to the church, so to speak, of, of, a, of a place that we only have three verses in all the Word of God. God says something really big about them. Now, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 6... Paul, writing through the Holy Spirit, says this, and he's speaking about the church at Thessalonica. So it says, And ye became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost. Now this is really, really good here. So think about this. How it says they received the word in much affliction. So the first thing we realize is that the Thessalonians, 
They got God's Word while being under affliction. Y'all, y'all, y'all got to give me a little bit of feedback. That'll be working. What I want you to realize is preaching time and Bible study was not in comfortable seats. Affliction, the word affliction means pain or distress of mind or body. When I think about, uh, they didn't come and meet like we did. They may not have the freedom. If you read there, there was persecution going on because the Bible was being preached. And it says that they received it even with the affliction that they were going on. You know, we're, I'm going to say it again, we're soft. We're soft. We're a soft group of individuals in the United States of America. We are very soft. Our, our culture and our lifestyle has got us this way. And, 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 and we are similarly uh, becoming a lot like society as we get so easily offended about everything. I mean, that's true too. We ought not be that way, but we get offended about everything. But what, what I think about this is, can you imagine being under affliction, maybe physically, maybe mentally, maybe there was fear. In a sense, they kind of had a pandemic thing going on, but it was more uh, personal to them. But here's what I want you to realize is, in the midst of all that, they received God's Word. That means they just didn't hear it. They just didn't attend to church or attend to the preaching. They received it and they took it in their heart. But notice what he says, with joy. Now that don't make no sense to us, does it? I mean, if we didn't have air conditioning in the summer, there'd be some people wouldn't come. Right? No heat in the winter. And I'm not saying that. Listen, I'm glad we got air and I'm glad we got heat, so don't, don't take me wrong. But I'm just saying, I don't know that we've ever had to receive the Word of God under affliction. Maybe we've come in with a headache or maybe we've come in sick. If you come in sick now, don't come in kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? But, but, I mean, we've never faced a, a persecution where someone's out there threatening us or mocking us or something like that. I mean, uh, and yet this is how they receive God's Word under not perfect circumstances. You know, we struggle to listen, if, and you can say amen because it happens to you, maybe not every service, but if you're like me, you're going to battle. It might be before you get in the car. It might be in the car. It might be before you walk in the door here. Or it might be happening in the pews. But there will be something trying to distract you from, from hearing what God has. And, 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 and yet they received God's Word in the midst of affliction and they were joyful about it. I mean, they were just happy to hear God's Word. And, and what a reputation to have. So then, then Paul goes on to say this... Uh, in 1 Thessalonians 2 and 13, notice how he says about him, he says, For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when you receive the word of God which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. And Paul writes and says not only did they receive it, but they received it as God's Word. They took the Bible for being God's Word. They didn't say, we need 1900 versions. They just believed God on the matter. What a way to receive it. That's the way you got to receive it, by the way. But, but Paul's writing to this church at Thessalonica and he's saying in the middle of affliction, you were joyful about getting it and when we came unto you, you took it as God's word. Now here's what I want you to realize. And then we come to Berea and God says, 
more than the Thessalonians that he wrote two verses about receiving God's Word in a five-chapter epistle. That's one of the shortest books in the New Testament, but it has five chapters. And it has two verses that talk about how they receive God's Word. And, and then he writes about the church of Berea, the people at Berea. He said, you guys were more noble in that you were ready to receive the Word of God. What a reputation. I mean, you know what... You may not, just think about it. You say, well, this is Berea. We don't know anything about it. Well, I mean, it could be Dunbar. What's Berea? You know, it could be Dunbar. But what, what they, they had was, they have a reputation that we're still reading about 2,000 years later about how God complimented them and said that they were more noble. And now, what made them noble is what we're going to look at here in a second. But I want you to realize that they had a reputation. And I believe we as a church should have a desire to have a good reputation with God and His Word. How we reverence it, how we receive it, how we rightly divide it. I mean, these aren't just things that... We have to learn these things. I think like we're teaching Micah not to talk when someone's praying. We're, we're, we're still teaching, by the way. It's a still a teaching process. But he's not going to learn to reverence something if we don't teach him and tell him. And, and, and what we got to do, and that's the reason we need the Bible, is we're not going to know how to be Bible-believing Christians and live a life that God would have us to unless we are getting the Bible inside of us. And one of the ways that we can get the Bible in us that it'll make a change is to be like the Bereans in how they receive God's Word. So we see they had a reputation in the Word. They were known for being uh, how their relationship with the Word of God. Now look else we see that there was a readiness to the Word of God. Notice what that the Bible says here. In that they received the Word with all readiness of mind. So they were called more noble because of how they received God's Word. Now, the Bible tells us with all readiness of mind is how they received God's Word. Now, readiness is defined by Webster's in 1828 as this. Promptitude cheerfulness, and willingness. So I took a stab at this because that, that didn't help me that much. And I looked up those three words and I, I, I made my own definition. This is, just take it for what it is. But I would say this about the Bereans. They joyfully chose to be completely attentive to the opportunity to hear God's Word. That's what it means to be ready. And now, now when you look at this, Readiness looks at their attitude. Can I say that attitude is a big deal? Uh, and y'all, anybody, anybody that's a parent in here already knows that. I mean, you can be somewhere but not be there or have the wrong attitude and miss everything. So it wasn't that they were just attending. They weren't just being where it was at. They had the right attitude to receive it. They were joyful about it. They were excited about the opportunity to hear the preaching of God's Word. Now, readiness also looks at their choice. And they made the choice to hear God's Word when the opportunity arose. Uh, now, in these last, you know, six months or whatever it's been, we haven't always had the choice to hear it the way we want to. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. It's hard for us in the car when there's two kids crawling on the dash. Okay? I mean, it just is what it is. 
And, and it's strange is we got to the place when Micah, by himself, we could listen to a message and not really get distracted. Uh, I'm glad we got sermon audio. I'm glad that uh, we, we got ways that we can rehear something because there's parts that I miss due to doing distraction. But I, but I think about how they made a choice in their lives to seek the opportunity to hear God's Word. And I believe if we're going to be a Berean believer, we're going to have to be similar to that. Now, I don't know what's ahead for us. I don't know what's ahead in, in, in this world and everything else. But in the last six months, it may not have been uh, the way we desired. I'll be honest, it was weird coming here and preaching to Tom, Courtney, and Dave. I mean, it's weird. It's, 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 a, it's not a normal thing. It's not a normal thing. I've preached in churches where everybody's had masks on, where some people's had masks. I mean, as, that's not a normal thing for me to get used to, okay? But we still have had opportunities, thank God, in the last six months. Though it be in a parking lot in your car, that's still better than not being able to hear it at all. I mean, I know it's hard at times physically on Tom up there in the hill when it gets hot. There's different things we have to worry about. There's a lot of different things, but for all the things that we could say would cause a problem, God's Word is still worth us hearing. It's still worth the effort to put it out. It's still, even if it may not be in the conditions, in a sense, it's not in comfortable conditions at every time, but it's worth the opportunity to make the choice to hear it. And we live in a day and age which, you know, 50 years ago they didn't have, 20 years ago they didn't have, well, when I, when I was in elementary school, we were just switching from cassettes to CDs. I mean, my grandma still had eight tracks when I was a kid. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And, and now you can, on your phone, can pull up anything in the world. I mean, you know, people in other countries are going to listen to this tonight. They may not listen very long, but they're going to, they might download it. But what I'm, can you think about that for a second? That God, ha, we live in a time in which, yes, we're in the middle of all this other stuff, but look at the opportunity we still have to hear preaching. I mean, I thought I went back to work this week, and, and uh, well, I went back last week, and in the mornings, I'm not, you know, I'm used to going from my chair to the coffee pot to the kitchen table, which is about 15 steps. That's what I've been doing for six months. Yeah, well, now I'm going, you know, I got to go upstairs, I got to get ready, I got to come back downstairs, I got to drive 30 minutes to Charleston. So I have time in the car, so I've just been downloading preaching and listening to preaching. Well, thank God I can do that. That's an opportunity. I'm not saying it to boast, I'm just saying we have opportunities still outside of the regular time that we meet that we can get in God's Word. Uh, and I thank God for that. Um, now, looking at this too, it said, in that they receive the word with all readiness of mind. I want you to notice before it says readiness what it says, and it's a really powerful word, and it's real small, and we read over it all the time. It says the word all tells us that they had given all attention and effort to ensuring they heard God's word when it was presented. Now, I have had to learn to do things I don't, did not enjoy doing. I never read books. That's not, listen, if it doesn't have anything to do with the Bible or it can't help me spiritually, I'm not open, it might, might be a woodworking manual, maybe be something if it can help me build something, but I'm not picking up a book and just reading for pleasure. That's not anything that I've ever enjoyed. 
I'm not saying anything wrong with it. I'm just saying that's not something I've enjoyed. Studying to learn God's Word is not something... I mean, I'm not even good at studying. I, it took me five years to get four years of college in. Seriously. I, I, I've never applied myself like that. So, so when God called me to preach, it requires me to study. I mean, when, God, hey, when you get saved, it requires you to study, by the way. But I think I've had to learn some things. You know what, what we find is it's easier just to say, ah, I don't get it, and let's just go on. You know, it's easier to do that, ain't it? Well, we got two kids, and they're running around crazy, and the youngest is real crazy, and she's on the seats and all that stuff. We could say all that. But you know what we could do? Just I was, Most likely, if Tom preaches 45 minutes, I'm not getting 45 minutes of it. Okay? But I can make an effort, and, and we got to learn this. We've got to learn, this, this goes more than to the Bible, is we know if you believe God's Word's worth it, and we want to hear what God has to say, we're going to have to make an effort to get over the distractions. It's going to take some discipline. It takes some discipline to put off our careers for a moment, for an hour, and say, I'm not worried about what's going on outside of this place. Put our problems out there. Because we need to hear from God. And that's what we're, we're trying to, we're, we want to hear from God. And I think you guys come want to hear from God. And the preachers, everybody, Corey testified this, Greg, everybody preaching in this church, they, they spend all week trying to hear from God before they stand up here behind this desk. We don't come up here, buy, I can buy sermons off the internet, I can, we can get all, but we need to hear from God in this church. That's what we need to hear from and, and, and you all need to hear it, and we need to hear it. And I think about when God starts speaking, how the devil will distract us. I, this is a funny example. Y'all know i got to give an illustration about food, but it's good, and it works. So I've sat in church while preaching, and don't you look at me like you ain't done this either. And I thought, I've had the thought come to my mind is, I wonder what she's going to cook today. Don't, y'all know it's true. You're sitting back here, even while I'm talking right now, y'all have had all kinds of different things run through. I mean, when you're trying to do spiritual activities and you're trying to focus, uh, let me tell you something. The, the, the devil and his, his army, his angels, whatever, they'll be in here distracting you. You get down to praying sometime, you'll wonder if you left the garage door open. I mean, it never fails me that I get a call from Clarksburg every time I go put... If I have my phone in my office and I'm trying to study, I'll get calls from places I've never heard of. I don't know anybody in Clarksburg, but they call me almost every day. But it'll always happen when I'm praying, not when I'm just sitting on the couch. I'm telling you, you think that's coincidental, I guarantee it's not. You, 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 start doing, you start making an effort and trying to be disciplined, and it takes... You've got to learn to listen to preaching. I mean, I listen, look, I, my dad is a pastor. I sat in church for all my life. And in the last 10 years, I've learned how to listen to preaching. You have to be, there has to be some attention and focus because you can be distracted. If you, if you, sir, if you do anything, like if, you're, if, if you know you're, someone says, well, we're going to have you open in prayer or we're going to have you close in prayer, you'll be sitting back there the whole time worrying about what you're going to say, praying. 
But you got to, in the midst of that, I mean, we're getting ready to preach, and, and you, you, you know you're getting ready to preach, and you got to focus, or you're getting ready to do something, I don't know, whatever it may be, but your mind will go all kinds of other places. And we've got to learn. That's something that they did. That's what readiness of mind meant. They had an effort and attention to focus on God's Word. If you want to get the most from the Bible, you've got to give the most attention to it. It requires that. And it's not something you're going to get overnight. I'm telling you, you might think about this on Sunday morning, sitting in the car, you know, when it gets switched from 90.3 to 90.5 and it just goes crazy blurry. You know, there's all kinds of things that happens in our car all the time. But I think about how we could just get like that and then just miss it. And the part you miss, you may need the most. God, you know, I believe that we come here, I believe God wants, has a message for us. God has a word for us. Sometimes it's so right down in the middle of our life, it's unbelievable. And other times, we don't even know it, but we pick it up and take it with us and we need it tomorrow. That's how the Word of God works. But we have to give an attention and an effort. And that's what being ready meant. And it said all. All. That means they were all into the service. They were all into the teaching. They were all into the preach. They were all into the Bible. So I'm going to ask some questions to us about being Berean believers. I'm still good on time. The first thing is, are you joyful or cheerful about the opportunities you have to hear God's Word? Now, they don't have to answer this question, but think about it. When some, when, now, and I'm talking about hearing from God, anointed Bible preaching. Not some false teaching out there or anything, okay? I'm talking about, listen, now when I hear somebody preach, I want God to be on it. I want God to be on it when I preach. Because if not, there's, it's not, it's not the same, okay? I mean, we've all said under it. I mean, I've done it. You've done it. We've all said under it. But I want to hear from God. That's, I want the power of the Holy Ghost to be all over the preaching. But think about it in your heart. And there's days that we don't feel well, and I understand that. There's things like that. But, I mean, if you look at your life, are you in a season right now when someone says, well, Man, we, we, we're, we're going to go to church Sunday. How does that make you feel in your heart? Because you know when we come to church here, we're going to hear the Bible. We do do that here. But when someone says it's preaching time on Sunday, how do you react? What are your thoughts? Berean Bible believers are joyful about the opportunity to hear God's Word. Can I say, if you fall in love with the Bible you'll get excited come preaching time. You'll, 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 you'll look forward to the, to the privilege it is to hear God's Word. I mean, uh, in, in a place where we're not under affliction right now. I mean, I know this is a little strange. We're not, not shaking hands. We're not hugging the things we like to do. But, I mean, we're really not under affliction. It still feels pretty good in here. I mean, it's comfortable. The seats are nice, aren't they? We can, I mean, that's, that's good. Praise God. There's a lot of churches that we couldn't do this in the other church. We could have not done what we're doing right now in the other church. We'd have had to figure out some other way, but we didn't have to because God doesn't say, I got made a way for y'all. Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, and every night of the revival. He doesn't made a way for us. But, but we need to be cheerful and joyful. That was one way they received God's word. And then think about this. Do you prioritize the opportunity to hear God's word? Are you putting the hearing of God's Word above other things in your life? Now, we all have lives. 
Every one of us have something that we do. We have a life. We all have things we need to do. How many of you have things you want to do? That list seems to be bigger. Uh, never get to the want to do. And so on. And, 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 but our lives are organized and prioritized. And we need to take every opportunity that we can to hear God's Word. To read it and to study it. Now I think about that. Now this will get me and it will get a bunch of others, but... How, how conveniently can we find Facebook while we're going up the elevator and not find the scriptures on our phone? I know that. That's, that's true. You know, our phones, what makes it the problem is they're very convenient. I mean, you know, we have nine minutes waiting, at, waiting to pick the kids up from school or whatever, and you say, well, it's just nine minutes, but that nine minutes could be in the Bible. Am I right? I'm just saying. I'm just being honest, and I'm getting me too, but... Uh, we need to prioritize. Everybody's got priorities, but Bereans put this priority first. And I believe we're going to be a Berean believer. We need to prioritize God's Word in every season. You know every one of us come in here in a different season of life. Read Ecclesiastes 3. There, there is a time, there's seasons of life. We go through seasons where everything's wonderful. We go through seasons where things hard. I mean, we go through all kinds of... And every single one of us has come into this place at a different season of life. Yes, we're in a season of a pandemic. Yes, we may be experiencing this together. But individually, you may be going through something you've never been through in your life before. But in the midst of the changing seasons of life, we always seem to have the right attire on for the seasons. You know, if it was the middle of summer and I came in here with a toboggan on and my uh, ski suit and walked in this place, y'all would say, well, you got the wrong season, it's the middle of summer. Right? Don't we do that? If we can adjust to the weather in the seasons, we can adjust to keeping the Bible prioritizing our life during the seasons. And I'll say the times that it's the hardest, the times that we struggle the most, that's the times we need it the most. But think about that, and then when you have the opportunity to hear God's Word, do we make an effort to be focused and attentive to what is said? There is a spiritual battle going on in this church right now. Right now. You've had good thoughts, bad thoughts, random thoughts, thoughts of wondering what time it is, thoughts of wondering what you're going to do when you get home, wondering if you left the curling iron on, wonder if the dog's in the backyard. There's all kinds of things running through your mind right now. That's not coincidental. That's because there's a battle going on you can't see, and the devil wants to stop each and every one of us from leaving here hey, with missing the power of the Word of God in our lives. So, we have to do the best we can to focus and to be disciplined to hear God's Word. When I was a kid, I didn't understand this like I do now. But my dad would be going to, you know, it'd be Sunday, he'd be preaching. And in the car, it would be the time that I would act up on the way to church. You know, uh, and I understand that now. But, but I'm saying... But I understand because what I'm telling you, you start focusing on the Bible. Mark this down. You, you tell me I'm right. Get up in the morning earlier than you normally do, 30 minutes, and, and discipline to read the Bible. Sit down and open up the Word of God and tell me you won't find distractions in your mind. Oftentimes, I just got to stop and pray and say, Lord, help me to focus. I know I need this. I know I need what's in here. It's a battle sometimes. 
Sometimes, sometimes it just is free and clear, but other times it's a battle. But in the midst of those, we know that it's worth it. And we know that's what we need, and we know we've got to hold on to it. So we've got to focus and be disciplined at it. That's something we learn, but we've got to do that. And lastly, I'll be five minutes and you can start playing. Judy, you can come on and come. Notice what it said about them. Not only did they receive it with all readiness of mind, but they searched the Scriptures daily whether those things were so. Not only did they get it and they, they made an effort to receive it, but then they made sure that what they heard was really from God. Uh, this is not a mark of a skeptic. You won't offend me if you ask me where I quoted that scripture from. And any man of God that loves the word of God wants to rightly divide the word of truth. If he's wrong, he'll get it right. But he wants God to be honored. But you're not being skeptical if you go home and say, well, I'm going to just find out everything he said tonight. Where can I find that in the Bible? That's what they did. Paul come preaching the gospel. I mean, you think about this. They come preaching the gospel that Christ died for our sins according to the Scripture and was buried on the third day, rose again. He, he started preaching the gospel to them. And they said, well, let me see where it says that. You know, we live in a day now, the times we live in, we should be that way. It, I mean, it should be that way. Whether it's Tom, whether it's Corey, whether it's Greg, whether it's me, it doesn't matter who stands up in this pulpit, whether it's Alan Stewart for five nights, hey, we ought to check everything out we hear. That's what they were doing. Uh, the Bible said in Proverbs 14, 15, The simple believe, believeth every word, but the prudent man looketh well to his going. The word simple here means one who is not caring or discerning. Our days are marked by deception. Read 2 Timothy 3 and look at what it says about this know also that in the last times, perilous times shall come. Go down to verse 13. It says, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. The last days are perilous because of deception. You can't even, you can't even trust a phone call anymore from anything because they're trying to take your money. They're trying to get your money. If you don't know who it is, I wouldn't answer the phone. That'd be my wisdom to you. If it's a real person, they'll do what I do. When I don't know the number, they'll leave a message, and I'll call them right back. So if you call me and I don't answer, leave a message, and I'll call you back. But here's what I want you to realize. Not only is it deception, but it's not real blatant deception. You know, if it was black and white or red and yellow, we could, we could discern that real. We could discern the difference that real easy. But it says that the last days are marked by this in 2 Timothy 3 and 5. Having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. The reason that it'll take more than just sight is because they look the part. They look like they should look. That's how they creep in unawares. But what, what the Bereans were doing is they were not taking the word of God and testing it by their opinions. I had someone tell me this years ago, and they were talking about someone was preaching, and, and they preach real loud, and it just, you know, just, just real loud going on. And, and, and they said, and they asked me, they said, well, what did he preach about? And they said, well, I don't know, but he did a good job. The emotion of how he preached is what they based the message on. 
They didn't get anything. They couldn't remember anything from the message, but they thought it was good because he preached loud or because he had a good uh, presentation. You know what I'm saying? Their feelings may have been moved. We're living in days where people are moved by feelings and not by what the Bible says. It's in, and, and that's what we got to, we can't test it by opinions. We can't test it by feelings. You can't even test it by tradition. You must test everything by the Bible. And it says daily they were in the Bible and they were checking out whether those things were so. They didn't take anything that they heard and they didn't say, well, I'm just taking it for a grain of salt and going on. They made sure that what they were believing was the Word of God. That If there was ever a time we ought to do that, it's today. It's today. There's more religions, there's more things with crosses, buildings, takes up offerings and has membership that's not in the body of Christ than there's ever been before. There's more people standing behind pulpits that don't preach the Word of God. They preach things, but it's not the Bible. You better be sure what you're hearing is the Word of God. So I believe if we're going to be Berean believers, we got to test everything. we got to, we got to get in God's Word. And I'll tell you, the more that you get in this book, the more you read it, the more you study it, the more you pray it in, the more you hear it preached... You're not going to ever get it all. But you'll hear something one day. I don't always know the answer. But a lot of times I'll hear something and there'll be something in the back of my mind go, ding, 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 that's not right. I don't have it all, but I'll hold on a second. You're missing something there. You'll start to pick out. See, a lot of people are just believing anything without seeing what the Bible says. It's still for by grace are you saved through faith. Don't matter what any religions, what other organizations or denominations say about getting in, it's still what the Bible says. And these people 2,000 years ago in this little town of Berea, maybe the size of Dunbar, who knows, God said they were more noble than the church of Thessalonica because they were ready with all their heart to receive God's Word. I believe if we come that way and we live that way through the week, Listen, not only will we honor God, but we'll have a good reputation in this community. I don't, I don't want to be known by the, church, the big church, the big new church. We do have a big new church we ought to praise God for. But I'd like for people to say, man, that's the church where they Stand on the Bible. And people love the Bible. And they live the Bible. That's what I want to be known for. I believe we could all in agreement with that. As we stand tonight... Jerry gets us a song. The altar's open for you. If you're here tonight and you're lost, this be a good time to get saved. We'd meet with you up here. But being a Berean believer, how we got to get the Bible in.